The Lord speaks to Jeremiah, whatever I command you, tell them, and omit nothing. This past week, the church has been leading us through the book of the prophet Jeremiah in our readings at Daily Mass, and soon, as the book continues, the land of Judah will be invaded by the Babylonian Empire, and all the Jews will be deported out of the promised land and into a pagan nation for a period of one generation. So the Lord here is preparing the prophet Jeremiah for his great mission to convert the Hebrews back to the Lord and build the foundation which will maintain their faith while they are in exile. And of course, God knows that many of his words will fall on deaf ears, but he still invests a message with Jeremiah in hopes that at least some of Judah will be spared. There is a crisis in the church today, and I would argue the crisis extends far beyond Catholicism, today's generation of young people are more and more outright rejecting the faith and indeed the entire notion of truth in favor of an approach which seems to embrace every possible avenue, what Pope Benedict XVI termed the dictatorship of relativism. And this is in part because today's young people were raised in a society that had just seen the political and social upheaval which occurred in this nation and elsewhere during the 1960s and 70s, the sexual revolution, the age of peace and joy. For them, for my own generation, the notion of fundamental truth can be hard to embrace, since for the longest time we have been taught that all things, all ways of life, all beliefs are really just the same and can be acceptable to the individual if the individual chooses. And so it really should be no surprise to us that today's generation of young people are not interested in the faith. Because ultimately, the church is an institution which promotes exactly the opposite perspective, that there are moral codes and natural laws and a real difference between truth and error. But we are in an interesting point in history because more and more, if you look closely enough, we are starting to see, especially in the church, a growing divide between two major factions of young people, namely those who accept this notion that there's no real truth, and those who are fundamentally geared towards the promotion of truth and religion in all its ways. And more and more, it seems that there's less young people that falls in the middle of these two groups. And I've seen it in many of the young Catholic couples that I know, for example, many of whom are far more devoted to things such as the catechetical instruction of their children, the building of Christian virtue, the sacrament of confession, the sacred liturgy, than indeed many of the families of my own friends when I was in school. But in a sort of analogous way, you can see this sort of thing even in popular culture. A lot of what was fashionable years ago is now back in fashion. Pop singers are reworking older songs with a sort of modern flair. And all of this is to say that we have an opportunity and we should act upon it. Today's young people are looking for answers because oftentimes answers have not really been given to them. And what will end up happening when they grow into adulthood is either they will receive these answers and embrace them or they will have not been given the truth and therefore reject it entirely. So the Lord's command to Jeremiah today is important for us as well. Tell them everything and omit nothing. But this begs the question, if we are in a situation that we are today, where many people are rejecting fundamental truth, why is it that they were not told the truth to begin with? And while that's not really a new issue, oftentimes, especially, for example, when society was facing the bitterness of racism and inequality, 
a good motive, a good motive, say for the respect of the dignity of others, can lead us to hold back the truth out of fear of hurting someone else. You see, when a family learns uh, that a member of theirs is dying, oftentimes they will try to conceal the truth from the dying person in hopes that that person could die happy or without worry. And in a similar way, out of fear of upsetting others and making it seem as if we ourselves are bigoted and bent upon having our own way, we have held back from giving the fullness of the truth to today's generation. St. John Vianney, whom the church will commemorate in the liturgy tomorrow, said that the first temptation the enemy places before the one who wishes to be dedicated to God is the fear of losing human respect. This, after all, is what's being depicted in today's gospel. Our Lord lacks the respect of the people in his own hometown because they're more focused on his background than his message. But Christ is not offended at this. He just simply says a prophet is not without honor except in his native place. He knew that the message he had carried would fall on deaf ears, but this did not stop him from preaching it anyway. He knew it was his omission, his mission to omit nothing. And the same must be true for all of us, not merely as Christian educators, but as members of Christ faithful. We must be careful to omit nothing of the truth. Christ is the truth. And to attempt to smooth over the more difficult portions of that truth is to omit Christ. But the greatest witness to the truth is the model of our own lives, and that's what you've been speaking about today. If we can demonstrate our desire to live the Christian life, today's young people will see that desire and seek it for themselves. After all, we know that true happiness is only found in Christ. So if today's young people are seeking happiness and peace, they too will only find it in Christ.